Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can we start the show? Yes. Oh, I need to burp real quick. Hold on. Welcome to The Crunch. Episode 27. This is Ethan, a.k.a. Bropossel. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. It's been a big, it's been a big day. I noticed Why today. Why you say that? And I noticed today you put your last name as your Twitter name on it's Twitter. It's been that way for like weeks. I noticed today. <laughs> what? I noticed today that your name oh. is full on Twitter. What? Why is this your the intro banter that you go for? <laughs> you can cut it out. I don't care. Just say whatever you're going to say. You who Start are... over. <laughs> if you're so much today better. Today I noticed. Today I read something. There's an extra seven letters on your name. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> your last name is six letters. No, I know my own name. It's S-T-U... E-V-E. That's seven. That's six. (laughs) Start it over! No, no, if I humiliate myself in front of our two listeners, then you have to humiliate yourself in front of our two listeners. Are you ready? Welcome to The Crunch, episode 27. I am Ethan, a.k.a. Bropossel. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Gird your loins and light your lamps, ladies and gentlemen, because this one's going to be big. <laughs> so that's why you that's started us over. You wanted to say that. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen. What a day. I had so much good intro banter set up, and I, I started it all, and then Ethan was, was like, garbage. no, no, it's garbage. We're no, going to start over. And he just goes in with that that BS. Patrick's intro banter was the equivalent of just looking at tapioca pudding slide down a wall. <laughs> a white wall, not specifically. Good. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. it's I'm feeling good. We are recording right now at uh, 9.47 p.m. Central Time, 10.47 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's going to be a lively one, it's ladies true. and gentlemen. We are, we are feeling it a little bit. Not with alcohol. Listen to the last episode. We're feeling it just because we're high on life. Uh, thank you. And we're not high on weed. Listen to the episode a few weeks from now. <laughs> How's it going? How's Florida? Did you do some touristy crap today? No, I did some tourist. Well, actually, yes. I did some touristy crap yesterday and today. Um, we stayed at an Airbnb in Ooh. Homestead, which is just outside of Miami near the Everglades. And we went down to Key Largo, which was like a 30-minute hour drive. Key Largo, Romeo. You know that song? Yeah, we I had an ar- we had like a twenty minute argument in the car on the way down as whether or not Kokomo was a real place. Turns out it is, but in Indiana, wow. Kokomo is an, a city in Indiana. That song is very tropical for yeah. Indiana. 
Um, but yeah, so we went snorkeling. I saw some fish. It was it was heckin' awesome. And then we went airboat riding and ate alligator. By the way, alligator you, is okay. You rode an alligator? Is that what you just said? No, we... <laughs> oh, man. Google Hangout. We rode an airboat and we ate alligator. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. I only heard we rode dead space and alligator. <laughs> Well, we did that too, but don't tell the government because that's definitely right. illegal. Don't tell the government if if the if the people find out that you can ride alligators, <laughs> they will rise up against the government. <laughs> oh man, Ma grabbed a shotgun. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm. It's Thursday. I am. I've got a test tomorrow. Uh, I've got a project due tomorrow. Project's not really due tomorrow. The professor basically said. Uh, you can get it to me on Friday, but I'm not going to look at it until the Monday we get back. So it's due on Friday, but, you know, it's that whole thing. So that was yeah. really nice of him to kind of give us some time to work on it. Um, but I do have a test tomorrow, and that's uh, I've been studying for it all day. I had to do laundry for the first time in uh, longer than I'd like to admit uh, because <laughs> I need to pack because I'm going straight on my spring break trip. Right after class is over tomorrow, we're heading to Lake of the Ozarks because my friend has a cabin, or she doesn't have a cabin, her mom has a cabin, and we're going to spend some time down there over the weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Last year, it was like a, not almost a life-changing, but it was a really, really good experience because it's all of my really good Catholic friends. We all hang out and we just talked about life and talked about our student center and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to make good and what we didn't like, and we made a plan for the next year and I don't know. It was just a really neat experience. I'm excited to go back. Should be fun. Hmm. Spring break. Spring 2016. Break. 2017. It's oh, 2017. Man. What day is it? What month is it? It's... I don't know. It's March. It's March. It's March. All right. Focus up, all right? We we have listeners, okay? And the listeners, they're the people that want to know, okay? And what do they want to know? They've been coming in... They want to know lots of different things. They want to know, one, why I'm asking for a 45-year-old woman's number on the podcast. Two, uh, (laughs) why we don't have more listeners. I agree. Three, why did I get included in Wokespace Jesuits' weird Catholic Twitter roundup? Four, why are we still rambling on in our intro banter? Five, what's the topic going to be today? These are the questions of the crunchers out there in listener land, and we are ready to answer them. Are you ready in order to hear them uh, oh uh, uh yes i'm not what? talking to you i'm talking to the listeners oh it's very sorry. i know it's you very hard to me, distinguish so i didn't know yeah can you can you please not do that i can't please. look at the listeners all right uh <laughs> what are we talking about patrick this oh is, this is from your this is from your side of things so you gotta oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me before i can just okay so yammering. so 20 minutes ago <laughs> while i had <laughs> planning while i <laughs> while i had my santa hat on I <laughs> I tweeted hashtag ask the crunch give us our give us our topics please and so you guys happily <laughs> agreed to give us topics to talk about one of the running themes was something that we actually really wanted to talk about and that is um, discerning vocations yeah so. Someone else also wanted to know about our own personal testimonies, and since both of us have discerned the priesthood slash are discerning the priesthood, I would like to ask Ethan a very personal question. Ethan, 
what is discerning the priesthood like for you and how is that going? Wow. That's a lot of information just to drop in one question. Um, sorry, so I guess very I can't really... and... what? Never mind. Yeah. Just dance. Uh, okay. So I guess there's not, I can't really just kind of start where I'm at now because you kind of have to have some background. So you're going to hear a little bit of my story, which I hope is okay. I'm so excited. I don't know if, I mean, I haven't really, I've told some of it before, but not like all of it. So I'll just give you the, the important priesty parts. <laughs> so, uh, I grew up a Catholic family, right? Um, very strong Catholic family. We went to mass every Sunday, uh, went to mass even when we were on vacation, which, you know, is kind of like the litmus test for like whether or not you're actually Catholic, you know, like, do you go to mass <laughs> when you're on vacation or at least try to, I can only remember one time that we tried to go and, uh, it was closed and we picked the wrong mass, like church or something. I don't know, but we, we, we went all the time. Um, confession, you know, every, uh, Lent and Advent, um, always prayed before meals, did all that stuff, learned my prayers when I was young, good Catholic family. My dad always joked about me being a priest, um, which I think is funny, um, just because I was so against the idea when I was younger, because I saw this priest dude, we had this old uh, curmudgeon priest, and he just never looked happy. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't look any fun at all. I want to I want to be rich and famous and and uh, go to space and stuff. And I didn't actually want to be an astronaut, but I had I had high aspirations. I just didn't know what they were. And so I was like, that's stupid. I don't want to be a priest. I don't even like church. I don't even like going to mass. All this stuff. Um, and I felt that way up until uh, my freshman year, uh, which is the first time that I went on a Steubenville conference, which I've talked about my Steubenville experience before on the podcast. Um, but essentially it was really, really good. My first ever like true encounter, uh, with Christ was on that Steubenville conference. It was during adoration. Um, and I like remember thinking, you know, afterwards when we were in our room talking to my friend Marshall, I was like, everything has changed now. Like nothing is the same. Uh, I can't go on living the way that I have been. I was like 14, so I thought I was being super deep, but uh, <laughs> so I was I'm like, 14 you know, this and is, this is deep. I'm 14 and this is deep, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, everything's got to be different now. Like, I totally have to take my faith seriously and do all this stuff. And so on Sunday, when they do the altar call and they ask people to come down if they've felt a call to the priesthood, I got up, which was like the ballsiest thing I've ever done in my life up to that point because. The craziest I ever got in the 14 years up to that point would be like riding without my bike helmet on um, down a driveway in a cul-de-sac, you know? Dude. Yeah. And so like I never – I was never really one to take risks or kind of um, rock the boat in any way. I like to to stay green, stay in the woods, stay safe, you know? Uh, I wasn't wasn't much of a – I don't know. I was an adventurous kid. To say the least, I was smart. I liked the books. I didn't have to do it. So for me, doing this was like a, a wild thing. I don't even now looking back, I'm like, why did I even do that? Um, so I went down, and I was with some other guys, and we like all had our arms around each other and everything. And the vocations director was praying over us and all this stuff. And everyone's like, "Wow, Ethan, that was so cool! Like, <laughs> you, I can't believe you went up there and did that." And I was like, "Yeah, ladies, did you see me go up and receive that prayer for the priesthood? What do you think of me now?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, and that's classic that's still how I Ethan. Act. I know, I know, I know. Who I else know. but Ethan? But, 
Yeah, I get it. I know. I know why it's wrong. So, uh, so that happened, and I think I went up again my sophomore year, um, and then my junior year, I don't think I went up, and then my senior year, I don't think I went up because um, I just wanted to see kind of what it was like not going up. And so that kind of like throughout high school in between my freshman and sophomore years, I I tried to get really into my faith. I mean, I did, obviously, but school got in the way, which was annoying for me at the time, but it's a good thing that it did because I was trying to discern all the stuff, figure out what I wanted to do. My parents were like, no, you need to do school. And I was like, you don't understand me. I'm 14 and this is deep. You don't even get where I'm coming from. You're just trying to keep me down. Like I was abhorred at the fact that they would try and prevent me from doing anything Jesus related. Uh, And so uh, I kind of held back on that aspect of things for a while. Uh, Went to college. First year and a half of college was just not good for me spiritually. Um, I was in my fraternity and that kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I wasn't really running with a group of friends that, I mean, they were good people, but they didn't really challenge me spiritually at all. And so that kind of stagnated when I got to college. And then just recently, I mean, within the last year, almost year at this point, I've been just kind of thinking about it more and more, especially over the summer, um, which is annoying because I would be at this internship over the summer and I would just not like it or I would be bored. And I'd be like, what if I went to seminary? Then I wouldn't be bored. You know, then I could learn about the faith and I would have to, I would be able to learn all these things that I wanted to learn. And I could be a priest and give talks and do homilies and say the mass and all this stuff. And I would just kind of sit there and think about like doing the priesthood instead of doing, uh, working, you know, being an engineer, the grass is you always know, which greener. seems very temp, very tempting when you're an intern at a desk doing, but all, you know, um, so that kind of happened. And then I got back to school and I kept praying and I kept growing stronger in my faith life. I talked to my spiritual director. He's like, yeah, just kind of keep, keep plugging along. Like keep, you keep your mind open, keep listening to what God wants for you because you can't really know until you try it. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to keep dating and see how that works out. Not dating, but like keep trying to date women. And so that's kind of always been my struggle is that, oh, I always want to ask girls out and like flirt with women and all these things. But at the same time, I'm also like, well, what about this priesthood thing? Mm -hmm. And so I went on a retreat this past winter break. That was a discernment retreat. And it honestly, like a lot of people say like, oh, I went on this discernment retreat and it totally sold me. Uh, It did not sell me. Did the opposite of sell me. I got sold the uh, other direction. Um, I went on this retreat (laughs) and it pushed me more towards marriage, which I thought was really interesting and so, and that was a couple of months ago. And so I've been praying about that and trying to figure out where God wants me to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. As of right now, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not really looking to date anyone, um, yeah. which is annoying because everyone's like, oh, Ethan, you deserve such a good girl. Like all of my female friends <laughs> tell me that, you know? And so uh, I'm just kind of here, just trying to grow stronger and see where I end up. Because I don't know. I don't know. where I, It's just I'm here. Like I don't even know where I'm at most of the time. I just kind of pray every day that no matter what happens the next day, God makes me a saint. Mm-hmm. And whether that is as a married person or as a priest or as a single person, I just got to be open to it. And that's kind of the hard part is just being open to whatever it is. So I don't know. It's just the day in, day out, daily grind. That's that's what really discerning is. It's not like any one huge moment. It's not any big, you know, the clouds parting and everything. It's just growing closer to God 
so you know close enough that you can hear his voice and listen to him and what he wants for you so that's where i'm at hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's the podcast. What about you? Thank you for Yeah, sharing. that's it. Tell me about your priesthood uh, aspirations, <laughs> Patrick, who's been in a three-year relationship. <laughs> hey, it's only been two years and a third of a year. So, Four-year relationship. <laughs> so I started discerning the priesthood because this girl wouldn't date me. <laughs> Classic. I hope she doesn't listen. So, um, yeah, I started discerning the priesthood when I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember going on this discernment retreat. And then immediately after the discernment treat- retreat ended, I went back to school. It was the next day was my first day of school, my sophomore year. And I went back to school and I was like, I hate this. I just want to... Go study theology. That is so true. I mean, yes, every time. And it's and the grass is always greener. Oh yeah, the mass is always greener. On <laughs> only during ordinary time. Ah! Yeah, this is why people listen to us for those. Sick I know this is high quality Catholic humor. Catholic on, only folks. Catholics will understand RT if you get it. RT if you get it. <laughs> We're idiots. Uh, so I, I discerned the priesthood because of a girl. And then, like, honestly, I slowly and slowly and slowly realized as I went to discernment retreats and I did all of, like, the vocation stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this really isn't the direction that God's calling me in. And when I talked to people about that, um, people at my parish were so excited that I was discerning the priesthood because every time I would alter serve, my pastor would pull me up and be like, this is Patrick. He's going to be a priest. And everyone would like laugh and it'd be hilarious. And I'd be sitting there like, no, please don't let me be a priest. And so <laughs> now that I was like discerning the priesthood and like looking at the seminary and everyone was like, oh, this is so-, so I got a lot of like pressure from my parish, not everybody because my parish is pretty big, but like there was this general sense of Patrick is with the discernment guys. So he's probably going to join the priesthood. And I always felt like I was kind of riding the coattails of the other guys who were discerning the priesthood. And some of them went to seminary, some of them left. But so when I realized that I wasn't called to join the seminary, I never applied to a seminary. Um, I was talking to one of the ushers at my parish and he was like, that's the devil talking. And I was like, dang, that's not a good thing to say. (laughs) You really got to be careful with that. Like, that's one of those unforgivable sins, man. That's like the unforgivable sin to ascribe a work of the Holy Spirit to the devil. So I feel like a lot of people who discern the priesthood get that vibe from people like, oh, you're not discerning the priesthood anymore. Well, looks like you lost, you know, like it's this, this <laughs> fight to, and if you discern out, you lose sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I, I kind of, I kind of struggled with what discernment actually is because now that I go to Franciscan, drinking noise drink i see <laughs> uh, 
we got, I, I see a lot of people who are, a lot of men who are actually discerning the priesthood and women who are really discerning religious life. And it's, it's kind of staggering to see the way they live their lives and the way they handle their interactions with people. And it's definitely more oriented towards they're going down that path. And I think I did act that way when I was discerning the priesthood because I, I definitely talked to people differently. I definitely looked at dating differently in the sense that I didn't do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think there has to be a definitive line between I am discerning the priesthood and I am not discerning the priesthood. There needs to be like, this yeah. is you discerning and this is you not discerning. I'm really bad at that because mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, I'm totally discerning the priesthood because I'm reading this book or whatever. And then like, I'll meet a girl and I'll be like, hey, <laughs> what's up with you? You know, and uh, then I'll totally like just forget about it um and like put it on hold like for whatever reason the female form takes precedence in my mind which i'm sure is only natural but it's also (laughs) totally wrong if you're discerning like i need to pray about that sort of thing and not just kind of do a 180 and like i just need to run towards god at all times which is a totally catholic cliche but um, it's, it's the truth because that's just where, that's just where you're going to find everything that you need to know. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm, I'm always sitting here. I'm in my own head. I don't know if anybody else has this experience. And if you do, let me know because I'm, I'm in my own head thinking like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm like trying to, I'm trying to be a good person. Like, this girl's Catholic and she's really strong in her faith and like she wants me to go out with her and I totally would but uh you know what about this priesthood thing and then like you get closer to the priesthood and you're like wow this seminary looks very attractive like I totally do this but then what if I actually become a priest and I have to like sit in meetings and crap I don't want to do that you know and so (laughs) I just kind of like have this pull and push of like thinking about the realities of each situation and not wanting like I just I just like staying where I am because it's comfortable. It's easy being single and like half-heartedly discerning the priesthood, half-heartedly discerning dating. Like this yeah. is the easiest most comfortable place that I could be. Like I'm here with my Cheez-Its. I could like call a girl if I wanted to, but I could also like go to an hour of adoration and pray seriously about the priesthood if I wanted to. It's not supposed to be that easy. <laughs> like I need to make a choice, but I just haven't because I'm quote unquote not ready yet. Yeah. Um, which is just me saying that to myself, or it might be God saying that to me. I have no idea. All I know is that I'm frustrated and school being stressful doesn't really help with that either. So I don't know. Tell I don't know. That wrong. was just me just yelling for five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. I, I was, I was talking to a friend last week. He was in the priestly discernment program at Franciscan drink noise. And yeah, he was talking about how he's leaving the program, but he still wants to discern the priesthood. Are you going to eat that Cheez-It? No. Wow, that was a silent crunch. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. So he was, he was talking about how he wants to still discern the priesthood but not be in the priesthood discernment program, and I think that's totally possible. But I was I was kind of making the point, yeah. and I was like, you know, you should still be on that track, like studying theology and philosophy if you want to be here and discern the priesthood. I get that if you want to be a Franciscan and not a seminary. But I think that if you're discerning the priesthood... You should be 
on a very sure track towards the priesthood. And then that's like when you're really discerning the priesthood. Cause like we kind of try to discern the end and you can correct me if I'm wrong and being stupid, but we discern the end, like, and then we take our first step towards the yeah. end. As long as we're sure that the end is our goal, you know, mm-hmm. but, and that comes from like Stephen Covey's like begin with the end in mind, you know, but we kind of think right. of like, Oh yeah, like we got to begin with the end in mind. And then once we begin, we cannot stop. And there's this idea yeah. that if you put in work towards something and that something doesn't end up coming to fruition, then that's wasted time. But that's not true. You don't waste time yeah. going towards a goal that you're not going to end up at. You're just learning. You know, that's how you learn. So it's okay if you, for instance, spend three years studying engineering and then don't get your degree and go to seminary. It's also okay yeah. if you spend three years in seminary and then leave seminary and then go study engineering. It's okay to graduate from college at 28. That shouldn't be surprising to us, but it is. Yeah. So discernment should be very, you know, practical because otherwise you get stuck in, you do get stuck in this rut of like, I don't know if I'm discerning, which is why discerning in Mm -hmm. high school is a little shaky because you are in that, like, you can't really go to seminary in high school, you know? But I think if you're a senior in high school and you're discerning the priesthood and you haven't filled out an application to the seminary then are you really discerning the priesthood? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the answer is no. Oh, cool. So I'm not, I'm not wrong. Cause I feel really, I feel really bad. No, I totally agree with you. That's something my spiritual director tells me when I start freaking out about this. And I'm good. I'm glad that you reminded me of it because you were at a, and we, we look at Z and we're like, all right, I got to get to a from a to Z. Uh, no homeboy. You got to get from a to B, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's kind of, it's, uh, so I shouldn't be as frustrated with myself as I am because I'm going from I'm trying to go from A to B right now or maybe from B to C or from C to D wherever I'm at. I'm trying to take these good solid steps so I can be in a good place uh to move to the next step like and ask God, you know, what's next. But at the same time, I feel like everything that I'm doing is good and I'm making necessary developments in my spiritual life, but should I you know just keep doing this and keep growing stronger as a layperson, or should I nut up and apply to seminary? Like what? Cause it's at what I'm, point in the ABCDEFG process do you say, all right, seminary time. I don't know. Yeah, That's a good point. And that's, and I think it's different for every person. So that's why it's hard to say. Um, yeah. if you're listening to this and you have no idea what you're doing, uh, I'm sorry that we're not helping you because we don't have any <laughs> idea what we're doing either. And this is the same for dating. This is the same for, you know, if you're a woman and you're discerning religious life, this is the same for everybody is that we all have this struggle of not knowing what's next and, uh, you know, paralysis by analysis or analysis by paralysis or whatever the heck it is. And so we just get kind of stuck with where we're at because we're thinking so hard about it. And the answer is always Jesus. And if, if you ever start freaking out, just play this clip back of me going, no, 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 Jesus. Okay? Just <laughs> record that. Make it your ringtone so that whenever somebody texts you, you hear, no, 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 Jesus. And that's it. That's all you need. Or better yet, make your phone passcode Ethan so that you Stop. always remember. <laughs> you are a weirdo. <laughs> Only because it makes you mad. Only because Ugh. it triggers you. I'm very triggered right now. I don't know. I, like I hope that helps. 
did that was that story good? I feel like I just kind of rambled. Because we we got a we got a, a message from a what, listener. What we do anyway. Yeah. Oh, we did. We we got a message from a listener about like I don't know what to do. Like I I'm dating this guy and he's going on discernment retreats and like I don't really know what's happening. And I a lot of I feel like a lot of people are in this situation. You know where it's like there are two super good Catholics and the guys mm-hmm. like I really need to discern the priesthood. Discern priesthood. Yeah. And. I don't want to say like you need to discern the priesthood before you get into a relationship because that's not necessarily true and that's not always exactly how you have to operate, but you should discern the priesthood at least a little bit. Um, and if you're going to seriously discern the priesthood, like if you really feel that call and you're still in a relationship, then you're not really acting on that call and that's wrong. You know, you should always, you should act on the call of God as long as you're clear and you're listening to God and you're talking to God frequently, you should follow that call. Um, Because he's not going to call you to two things. So if you hear the call to priesthood, you're obviously not hearing the call to your relationship, right? Yeah. Just because she cute doesn't mean she's the answer. And the opposite is true as well. Just because the priesthood is an option doesn't mean you necessarily have to consider it right now because if you are praying a lot and you feel a call to your girlfriend then that obviously means you're not feeling the call. You don't, you're, if you're being called to your girlfriend, you're obviously not being called to the priesthood, you know? So there, there's that yeah. back and forth. So a lot of times we piously think like, oh, God is calling him to the priesthood. That means we must break up. But it's like you don't, God doesn't default call you to the priesthood and then marriage is like the backup if you don't make the cut, you know? Because <laughs> we look at like our vocations is like, well, the priesthood is the highest vocation and then religious life is the second place and then married life is not even third. It's like fourth. Living, living. It's like like marriage is like for all the people that can't say no to sex. And so this like, is why sex should be illegal. <laughs> sex should be illegal. The quotable Ethan Stevie. <laughs> like we look at we look at vocations as as hierarchies, and it's really not that way. If you're living God's call to your life fully, then that is you are giving one hundred percent. So if it's okay to be called to marriage, I don't know. I. That's that's something that I've struggled with because I'm so tired of people. Like I feel like sometimes it's looked at like you can't be a holy person and not be a priest. Um, I I pray in high school, therefore I must be the I must be called to be the a priest. You know, like we need fathers I, too. I pray I pray as a young adult single person who has graduated from college. I must be a priest. You know, it goes <laughs> like outside of college. If you're if you're on the either end of college and you're a holy Catholic dude. People just expect you to be a priest. Yeah, which or is like I'm whack. a holy, I'm a holy, uh, I'm a holy high schooler who's never dated anyone. I must be called to the religious celibate life. What if I want six kids, yo? That's what okay. What if I want to be the the best dad of all time? But Ethan, hey, God doesn't care what you want. I know, I know, I know. No, that's doesn't. not true. No, no that's doesn't. not true, Ethan. No, that was a joke. I mean, he cares a little bit, but also it's <laughs> it's really like I I want what he wants. And so, if God wants me to have six kids, great. God puts desires change, on your heart. Change the fact that I really want six kids, too. So, Desires yeah. do come from God. I don't know. Other desires come from other places, but holy desires come from God. Holy so, if you have a desire to be married, that might be God's call. If you have a desire to the priesthood, that it might could be God's be, call. But that desire might also change later. So, Yeah. I'm, I'm only twenty. There's a whole different. Any, there's a whole different. Happen. There's a whole different like mirage of of what ifs. But one thing that we kind of get in is like 
the religious life, living living the devout life, is not about just doing the opposite of what you feel like, you know, because God isn't always calling you to deny specific parts of yourself. He's not calling you to deny like, like oh, I, I want kids, therefore I must not have kids. I don't know. I think that way sometimes. I don't know if other people do. I don't know if I don't make any sense. You, you're starting to not make sense. All right, so sweet. We need to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> vocations are good. We hope this helped a little bit. Um, got to share a little bit of my story. It wasn't very in-depth, but uh, it was still, I mean, it explains kind of where I'm at, and we know where Patrick's at dating. Dumb. Uh, let's do Crunch of the Week real quick, and then we'll talk about where you can find us and other stuff. Uh, Crunch of the Week comes from Laura Lafa. Laura Lafa. Uh, she says, something to chew on. I've been enjoying the crunch lately. I've started listening to this podcast, and they make me laugh while I'm working. I'm thinking about sharing this with our senior high students at church. I think they will be able to relate and enjoy the conversation. You guys make me think, Laura. Thanks, Laura. Please tell all of the youngins about our podcast. We re- we relate to the youths here on the crunch. That's <laughs> uh, what we do best. The youths. The youths, and also the olds, as in if you're over 26. The youths, and also with you. And the olds. Apparently, apparently, adults with children are still sometimes considered millennials, and that freaks me out. Yeah, that's whack. It's weird. Um, you can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash thecrunchcast. You can follow us both on Twitter, Apropostle, and at CatholicPat. Please send us in questions. We, I love the fact that somebody wanted us to talk about vocations tonight because I totally would not have talked about that um, had someone not brought it up. And so um, send them in either to our Twitter, to the Facebook page, use hashtag TheCrunch or hashtag AskTheCrunch. We check both of those. Um, Do we? uh, Yeah, I do. You can also send us an email. Um, I'm Ethan at, is it TheCrunchCast.com? Yes. And then Patrick is Patrick at TheCrunchCast.com. Yep. Those are both on our website, which is TheCrunchCast.com. TheCrunchCast.com. Okay. (laughs) That should be everything. Um, I know some of you wanted us to actually do that weed episode that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it at some point. We just didn't want to do it this week because uh, we didn't want to do two substance abuse podcasts in a row. So, yeah, really? Yeah. Look out uh, next week. Hopefully, maybe Daniel and Anna Glaze are going to be on the show from that Catholic couple. Maybe. <laughs> that's tentative, but maybe now that we call that's them out, it'll happen. super tentative. I'm hope, I hope they're listening so that they can uh, – if, if you're listening to this and you know who they are, tag them and tell them to get on it so that we can finalize that. But that should be good. I'm going on spring break. Um, I'm going to use this time to pray for y'all. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm, got I'm, I'm excited. Me Go too. like us on Facebook. I don't know if you said that. I already said that. Oh, okay. Don't repeat me, Patrick. <laughs> Don't repeat me. Please retweet me. Ethan's TV. <laughs> I'm going to go study for the rest of the night. Um, yeah, I love you all. Uh, please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.